Yo, Mr. Richard. How are you? Oh man, I did go by the government name. My bad. Yeah. And what <laughs> it's been it's been a, quite the goal, man. How are you? I'm all right, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Got yeah. the show uh topic today, getting yourself going. So <laughs> I thought that was fitting. Uh one, because you know, hello audience, welcome back to Urban pa- to Urban Academia uh, podcast, myself, Jay Zilla, and Chulo Rich. As you can see, you know, getting myself going is, is on my mind. I thought we'd bring that to the audience today. I can dig that. Absolutely. I'll see you back at the homestead, man. Yeah, man. I'm in for a hot second. All right. All right. So getting yourself going, man. I mean, <laughs> it's such an easy... uh kind of low-hanging fruit it's one of those things you know i i deal with and i believe that you know i'm not alone in that so i i don't know how you want to start this thing off man you have you have times where you need to fire yourself up and if so how do you do it constantly brother um and i'm i'm you know you grow all throughout your life and I, i i constantly hit different growth points and each growth point is harder for me than the last growth point. You know, I end up fighting myself um, more than anything. Um, and, uh, but it has to be done. So, so getting going, when you said that, that's the first thing that, that struck my mind was, you know, uh, and, and sometimes it's not just getting going, sometimes it's continuing, but they all run in the same boat, you know what I mean? Right. And for me right now, I'm, you know, my struggle is continuing, not necessarily getting going, but continuing. You know? So, man, so for me, it was, I, had, I, only, I can't even call it a panic attack, but, you know, the anxious feeling of like when things change in a major way. Absolutely. You know, and you Absolutely. get off of like, because I'm telling you, I had a good solid um, regimen, I guess you could say routine, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a couple of things changed, job schedule. We've moved from our apartment into a house. And, uh, man, I've been struggling with getting back on track, so to speak, you know. And yeah. I was looking at it and, like, how, like what's going on, man? Like, that vicious cycle of, okay, uh, you know, maybe I, I lay down a little bit longer past my alarm, right? And then I feel yeah. bad about laying down and missing my alarm, which makes me want to just lay down even more because now I'm feeling, you know, yeah. feeling bad. Yeah. Right, but because I'm doing that now, I feel even worse because now time is going on and on and on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those vicious cycles. And and I had this situation where I was like, "Bro, if you can just get to the bathroom, <laughs> get you out, please just get up and get to the bathroom. You know, get in the shower. You feel the water. That's gonna save you. Come on, let's go. Okay. Let's do it." And I did it and felt great. And it's like, oh. I'm just wondering, like, does anybody else have a, a struggle like that, man? I'm quite certain. I don't, you know, one one thing about it is, man, when we talk and we, we get to talk to other people, man, it's so helpful because when you're going through something, you feel like you're the only person in the world that goes through that. You know what I mean? But right. it's not that way. Um, I know for me, uh, I music music helps me a lot because the, the the artists that I tend to listen to have uh 
you could tell they may have had the same struggles that I feel like that I go through. So uh, I place a lot in that. Um, learning new things um, takes my mind off of shit, you know. Mm -hmm. If I can learn something new that I didn't know, I'll forget about all of, you know, whatever garbage that's on my mind, you know, and just right, focus man. on learning something, you know, the, the interest of something I don't know. But uh, got we, we, we got to be able to get out of our own way, you know. Mm. I'm the most destructive thing in my life, you know. If... Uh, if my head ain't where it needs to be, you know? Um, and if those that are around me, you know, can't keep my head where I need to be, then I gotta, you know, find somewhere to be. But, uh, Right. I know for me, you know, hearing you say you're the most destructive uh, person in your life, you wanna elaborate on that? Because my first, my first inclination was to flinch and like, you know, like, oh, no, no way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, at the end of the day, no, and I hate this. I hate having more knowledge than I have self-control, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I only control my limbs, you know, my brain, my mouth. You know, I cannot control another individual, another human being, period. You right. Know? Uh, down to my son when he grows up. There's nothing I, you know, he's going to make his own decisions. Um, man. But I'm the only person who can, you know, decide to do something, not to do something, react, not react, how I'm going to react, how I'm not going to react, you know. And um, I think it's important to know yourself. And I'm a person that... Um, when pushed, uh, I will push back, you know, mm. and, and I'll probably push back harder than I got pushed, you know. Um, it's kind of like a, uh, my boy call it a snowball effect, you know, yes. once it gets started, you know, it just rolls, get bigger, bigger. You know, for me, I call it fuck it syndrome, you know. <laughs> we already here, fuck it, you know. And uh, that's not healthy, you know. It's not healthy for me to do or act that way. And it's not healthy for those around me to push either. You know what I mean? It's, it's unhealthy all the way around. <laughs> but Absolutely, man. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So what we kind of talk about is the sacrifice. And sacrifice can be something huge, right? As you think about it biblically, you think, you know, sacrifice your son, right? Lam mm -hmm. Ram in the bush sort of uh, situation. But... I want to talk more on the smaller end of what sacrifice is, right? That idea of sacrifice the now for the later. We can look at it as, hey man, I'm not gonna not gonna get the new video game for my kid or buy me some new shoes because you know we want to take a trip to the beach, you know, later on this month, right? That's sacrificing the now for the later. Um, but what about the smaller things, man? I could, you know, like trying to stay in my own example, right? Mm -hmm. I could just lay in his bed. And just get a little more quote unquote rest, right? Because is it rest really if you're sitting there, you know, worried about stuff you need to be doing? Right. Um, but sacrificing that little extra, you know, five, 10 minutes in the bed 
while knowing that getting up on time and getting to a routine um, at the at the time that you decided you need to do do it at um, that could be sacrificing the now right for the later as well. So I'm gonna go into this video now. Bear with us. We'll stop it here in a little bit, but. Uh, this is from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. What's up, Mr. Dean? Sidney Williams in the building. Uh, so for people who um, may just be tuning in, we're talking about getting yourself going. All right. And this is going to be uh, just going to share a quick, you know, shout out to, but I got to do better at giving people credit. Because <laughs> I know we're going to want credit when it's our turn. Uh, but shout out to uh, Word to the Wise on YouTube. I came across this and thought it was pretty... Uh, Pretty interesting. Uh-oh. Lost Mr. Rich there. Hang on. All right. This is the Peter Pan story, roughly speaking. Is Peter Pan is this magical boy. Pan means Pan is the god of everything, roughly speaking, right? And so it's not an accident that he has the name Pan. And he's the boy that won't grow up. And he's magical. Well, that's because children are magical. They can be anything. They're nothing but potential. And Peter Pan doesn't want to give that up. Why? Well, he's got some adults around him, but the main adult is Captain Hook. Well, who the hell wants to grow up to be Captain Hook? First of all, you've got a hook. Second, you're a tyrant. And third, you're chased by the dragon of chaos with the clock in its stomach, right? The crocodile, it's already got a piece of you. Well, that's what happens when you get older. Time has already got a piece of you, and eventually it's got a taste for you, and eventually it's going to eat you. And so Hook is so traumatized by that that he can't help but be a tyrant. And then Peter Pan looks at traumatized Hook and says, well, no, I'm not sacrificing my childhood for that. So that's fine, except he ends up king of the Lost Boys. In Neverland, well, Neverland doesn't exist, and who the hell wants to be king of the Lost Boys? And he also sacrifices the possibility that he'll have a real relationship with a woman, because that's Wendy, right? And she's kind of conservative, middle-class, London-dwelling girl. She wants to grow up and have kids and have a life. She accepts her mortality. She accepts her maturity. Peter Pan has to content himself with Tinkerbell. She doesn't even exist. She's like, she's like the fairy of porn. She doesn't exist. She's the substitute for the real thing. But the dichotomy that you're talking about is very tricky because there's a sacrificial element in maturation, right? You have to sacrifice the pluripotentiality of childhood for the actuality of a frame. And the question is, well, why would you do that? Well, one reason is it happens to you whether you do it or not. You can either choose your damn limitation or you can let it take you unaware when you're 30 or even worse when you're 40. And then that is not a happy day. You see, I see people like this, and I think it's more and more common in our culture because people can put off maturity without suffering an immediate penalty. But all that happens is the penalty accrues. And then when it finally hits, it just wallops you because when you're 25, you can be an idiot. It's no problem. Even when you're out in a job search, it's like, well, you don't have any experience and you're kind of clueless. It's yeah, yeah, you're young. You know, it's no problem. We can, that's what young people are like, but they're full of potential. Okay, well, now you're the same person at 30. It's like people aren't so thrilled about you at that point. It's like, what the hell have you been doing for the last 10 years? Well, I'm just as clueless as I was when I was 22. It's, yeah, but you're not 22. 
You're an old infant, right? And that's an ugly thing, an old infant. So part of the reason you choose your damn sacrifice, because the sacrifice is inevitable, but at least you get to choose it. And then there's something that's, that's even more complex than that in some sense is that the problem with being a child is that all you are is potential and it's really low resolution. You could be anything, but you're not anything. So then you go and you adopt an apprenticeship, roughly speaking, and then you become, at least you become something. And when you're something, that makes the world open up to you again. You know, like if you're a really good plumber, then you end up being far more than a plumber, right? You end up being a good employer. You know, if you're a really good plumber, well, then you have some employees, you run a business, you, you, you make, you, you train some other people, you enlarge their lives, you're kind of a pillar of the community, you, you have your family. Once you pass through that narrow training period, which narrows you and constricts you and develops you at the same time, then you can come out the other end with a bunch of new possibility at half. And Jung talked about that. He thought that part of the proper path of development in the last half of life was to rediscover the child that you left behind as you were apprenticing. And so then you get to be something and regain that potential at the same time. Very, very smart. He was very, very smart too. That's very wise, very wise thing to know. So, yeah, sacrifice. You get to pick your damn sacrifice. That's all. You don't get to not make one. You're sacrificial whether you want to be or not. That's a good thing to know as well. Look, man, that was longer than I thought. Uh-oh, there he is. But yeah, I like, the, I like, I love that idea of you pick your own sacrifice because you're, you're going to sacrifice something whether you want to or not, right? What are your thoughts on that? I believe that. Um, I definitely believe that. Um, no matter which way you go, but that's, a, that's about how open your mind is and how much you can see. Some people are stupid. They don't know they're sacrificing or not sacrificing, or, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah. But no matter what you do, there's 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 cause and effect in everything. Everything has um, consequence to it in one way or another. Um, right. You know, the Newton's law: every action has an opposite reaction. You know what I mean? Opposite so, equal, equal reaction. Yeah, yeah. You, know what I mean? you so, put on your science hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But. Uh, <laughs> All of that goes together though, you know what I mean? So logically, yeah, there's nothing that can be done without some sort of consequence being it, you know? But whether you care about that consequence or you care about what's, that's a whole other subject. That's mm -hmm. how you're dealing with the innards of people, whether they care about things or not. Right. Well, you know, I love that part where he's talking about like, you know, you're 22. It's like, no, you're not 22. You're, you're an right. old infant. Right. <laughs> Right. And the idea that being an infant is, you know, all you are is is potential, right? You aren't anything yet, you know? Right. And that's what I right. feel like, man. Some of these days I'm just like, man, I'm just going to lay here for five more minutes. But, I mean, that's a childish thing to do, right? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, especially when we have children, you know what I mean? One thing about it is, you know, I try to check myself, man, when I realize I'm having a temper tantrum. Or yeah. if I can, if I can catch myself in a temper tantrum. You know, I try to cut that short because I got too many, you know, I got these little guys, man. I got to deal with mm -hmm. theirs. I can't throw one, you know. 
So, you know, that's, oh, that's where that man up comes into play, you know. Right. And I, okay, so man up is sort of under attack as being a, a term that helps breed uh, toxic masculinity, right? Like, mm-hmm. would, but I think what we're missing is like, that's childish as well. Instead of just saying, oh, we need to get rid of that term and that's going to fix things, it needs to sure. be more. Well, define the term. Like, what does it mean to man up? Like, for me, man up means, yeah, it sucks, but you got to do it anyway. Why? Right. Because you're going, you're going to get something out of this. It's necessary right. for what you're trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. it could also be, you know, get them dishes done, man. Your wife is tired. You wash the dishes, man up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, me and Dean were talking on, on the other show, <laughs> just this balance you know we were talking about blended families and finding balance in all things and that's one of the things we talked about is you know showing a, a kid how to, especially our boys right showing boys how to be men does not necessarily mean i gotta be tough mad angry father right if something doesn't go my way i yell or you know like you said have a temper tantrum or you know i'm, I'm popping that back that backside right mm-hmm. uh, it also means like that child needs to see you doing some things to support a home, right? Not just are you telling me, but they need to see that, you know, they need to see you doing laundry, doing dishes and working on a car and treating your lady right. So they know what to do when they, uh, when they leave, you know, another thing we talked about is how a lot of times we see people. Um, oh, we, you know, if, if you think about all the complaints that women have against men, Right. And then look at how that man was brought up, you know. Uh, traditionally, especially if you have uh, boys and girls in the home, you have the girls doing the cooking and the cleaning and the nurturing, right? They're playing with dolls and stuff. And the mm-hmm. boys are outside doing their work or they're staying with, you know, going out with friends, make sure you're home by the time the lights come on, all that kind of stuff. But then you fast forward to when they're a man, what's the complaint of the wife, right? Um, you know, yeah, you're doing all this work, but then you're out with your friends, you're coming home late. You know what I mean? It's just interesting how all those things sort of interconnect. But um, mm-hmm. it's something I'm definitely working on. You're trained, you know. It's training, you know. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. People, you know, people so damn sensitive until they ain't sensitive. That shit kills me. People sensitive yeah. until they ain't sensitive, you know. Uh, but you have to train people, you know. No, people are not dogs or animals, but you still have to train them, you know. <laughs> and right. if you do not, you end up, you know, with a poor quality individual. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> we talk about training, like even with what we're dealing with in geopolitics or here at, you know, in America, uh, especially when it comes to black people. Uh, got a funny clip from you. This comes from, uh, let's look at here, uh, Jay-Z Action Productions on YouTube. Yeah, shout out to him. This is a video. <laughs> Just think about what I'm about to show you here and how people are trained to think about thinking a certain way, whether you know it or not. Right? Right. All right. And forfeit. And No end. Hmm. Brandy. Oh, man. Did you catch that? 
Uh oh, did I lose you again? Hold on. Unmute your mic. Sorry. Oh, your mic is still muted. There you go. Yeah, did you catch that? Nah, I didn't. I can't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch a video. Oh, hang on. I'm about to show it again because that's hilarious. It's one of those things you talk about uh, being trained, right? Mm -hmm. Like, listen to what letter he calls on Wheel of Fortune, and then what actually is popping popping up on the screen. And No end. Hmm. Brandy. So the word, <laughs> the word, it's supposed to be clam digger. And the only thing that was missing was the D. <laughs> he gets in. Like, you think he went on national TV and was just like, well, yeah, of course. That's what everybody would have guessed. You know, but it just came out of it. You can see his face. You can see the host face and just being like, Okay, no, no end. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, come right, right, man. So, like, we have to understand that you know, we go through life, we have whatever we are naturally, and then we're nurtured by our, by our environment, right, uh, into something. But having that benefit of, of the doubt for how people are, and we're communicating and talking and trying to figure out how to turn things around, like put myself in other people's shoes, right, for one. And for two, hopefully we're getting that back so when we have conversations or interactions, we're getting to a place where you know, it's fruitful. You know, instead of jumping straight to tearing somebody down, firing somebody from a job or any of that stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. That's one of my biggest struggles. That Just, takes work, man. Yeah, that takes work, you know. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, the conversation ain't like that. You got one of each and right. trying to have that conversation to get right. to where you know is a normal place, but you're not able to do that. You know? Right. Man, we talked about uh, an old movie, What About Bob? So, you know, me and Dean go down these nostalgic trips, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess they're uh, they're making another Home Alone. You know, okay. Check that out, that trailer. Um, but, you know, going down that... Um, we're talking about uh, what was it? A Bill, it's a Bill Murray movie. That's called uh, what about what Bob? about Bob? Yeah, remember that? Oh so yeah. He's talking about baby steps, right? Baby steps mm -hmm. to the car. Baby steps from the, you know. Mm -hmm. I literally had to. <laughs> I dug in my bag and had to pull that out to kind of get going. You know, like I use that. You know, like I said before, like man, just get to the shower, get yeah. to the car, get up there, make sure the kids are getting ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. All this stuff. Uh, yeah. What what's something that's kind of silly that you use? You know, I guess a tactic that you may use to get yourself going. I I don't know um, that I really you know use too many tactics. Like I said, other than uh, music, bro. Um, I'm 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 a person that you know listening and 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 feeling the fact that. You know, because music, you know, has a lot of power. And if, if mm -hmm. that artist can convey to me his feelings and, and make his or her feelings line up or, or make my feelings make sense, 
And I just listened to that. And I, I realized that it's not only me. And once I realized that it's not only me, the pressure starts to move. You mm -hmm. know, there may still be a little anger or something there, hurt, whatever. But the pressure uh, that 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 initially feels like uh, somebody's doing something just to me, you know, that it helps that go away, you know, because when you're feeling that, that'll bring other things, you know, when you realize it's not just you and other people are going through all type of different things, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, when you're alone or you don't have your mother or your father or your aunt, whoever taught you all of these lessons, when you don't have them around to say to you uh, whatever they said to you to get you to the place that you are in, you know, to the understanding that you have, you know, and you got to call upon that or recall that for yourself and uh, actually use it. It's kind of difficult. You know what I mean? It's easy when, when they stand in there and they're telling you, you know, don't don't react this way or or don't show that any attention or, you know, but when they're not there and they're not doing that and it's just up to you, it's a little more difficult. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as just, you know, getting up and getting going, hey man, I, I turned to my music, you know. Um, Love it. You know, it's not, not really. I may think about, you know, some things that have to happen regardless, you know, and that's. That that's that man up shit again. We was talking about, mm -hmm. you know, as a man. Um, sometimes we get the short end of the stick. We get the shitty end, you know. Um, we get the road less traveled, and mm -hmm. uh, you have to learn to deal with that. And that's hard, you know. It's hard to learn to damn near be uh, put second fiddle, but be expected to <laughs> stand in front of bullets and pay for everything and whatever else we're supposed to do. Right. You know, uh, and then you feel like you're undervalued. That can that can cause an issue. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's where you know the guy was talking about. Uh, this is Dr. Jordan B. Peterson talking about being uh, you're an old infant, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding that, like, yeah, you're supposed to get the short end of the stick, but as long as you can see what is moving towards, right? You know, us mm -hmm. being very aiming mm -hmm. people, you know. We need something to aim at. That's just, mm -hmm. <laughs> for me, it feels like one of the facts of life. You need something to aim at. So when you're taking those, what you may or may not feel like are unnecessary bullets, right, or getting that end of the stick, you know, it feels like, okay, yeah, for now. It's temporary, right? Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, it, it can feel like it's ongoing, you know? Like you said, like you feel like things are happening to you and only you. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that could be from people, from situations. It can be from yourself. You know, there are plenty of times where, you know, I have these incompetent moments and I think, oh, man, if I would have just, right, if I would have just, if I would have just, that's a very dangerous uh, way of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. I think in, what I work hard on is trying to switch that from, man, if I would have just to like, okay, I didn't do this and here's what happened. So now I know what to do next time. Yeah. And now I feel better prepared. Yeah. Right? I'm definitely a next time person. You next know? time. Right. And I say that because I spent years of my life, too, exactly, literally 
sitting there saying, if I had just done this, if I had mm-hmm. just done, but I was sitting in a little cell, it didn't matter what the fuck I might have done or if mm-hmm. I had just done, I didn't. And I was in that room with the door locked. So having all of those thoughts didn't do shit, but stress me out further in the situation I was in. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I learned through that that I should have done this or I should have done that mean shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I, what am I going to do next time? You know, I try to get that plan together. Next time I'm going to do this. Next time I'm going to do this. I can't, right. I can't what I should have did, I, you know. I don't know who you think you are to go back and rewind the clock, fix it, change it, whatever. Right. It's not, so, you know, well, you so. can't. So that that there lies where a lot of the anxiety and you know the depression comes in, right? Mm-hmm. When you that's something you cannot change. You can't change that, right? Mm-hmm. But there you are playing it over and over in your head. You know, I know studies show that when you have a memory or you think about something. A lot of times people are transported back there so vividly that you feel those same anxieties like it's just happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it's one of those things, man. Um, mm-hmm. But I know like with the shows and stuff and trying to balance a few things, family and business and all that, like I, it's very easy to get called out that type of thinking. Right. Man, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that. It's like, no, no, no. Next time. Next time. You know, I like how you say, you know, you're sitting in a cell. I'm telling you, it's something to that having to be still somewhere that can mm-hmm. really cause you to really, you know, think about some things and, and you know, helps open up some, yeah. help open up a lot for you, right? Mentally. Man, it's not the coolest shit to do, you know what I mean? But right. it's definitely um, its own therapy. It's its own anger management. Um, it's its own a lot of things. But it only exists while you're there. Mm-hmm. You know, you may birth all these different thoughts and these different things, but the only reason they stay active is because the door stays locked. You know, when the door mm-hmm. opens, you get access to the rest of your brain and the rest of your thoughts, and then those just go away. <laughs> right. Um, Do you feel like that's what happened with the pandemic? A lot of people had to sit down and just, you were forced to that- think. Yeah. Some some people, yeah, some people, you know, thought is not a natural, uh, it's not natural for them. They don't have a natural uh get up and go getter uh thing mentality. about yeah. you know, mentality. Um and I think that yeah, the pandemic definitely changed that about a lot of people, you know. A lot of people got laid off or, you know, or just lost their job altogether, you know, was sick, couldn't go to work, you know, different reasons. But mm-hmm. bills didn't stop. And nobody suspend the bills or stop that shit from happening. So man, that's the truth. You know, you had to think on your feet, you know. Um and I think it did birth a new uh a new era of businesses and, and just people thinking in general, you know, which is good. You know, everything has a double-edged sword, like we was just talking about. You know, there's no matter what, there's always going to be a consequence on this side and on this side. You know what I mean? Yes, it's going to shut down things and cause people to lose jobs. And this never is also going to cause people to start businesses, you know, cause people to to think about how to prevent some of these things in the future. 
you know what I mean? So, but look, yeah. man, it, it also caused people to get a little silly, you know. And look, we gonna uh, <laughs> we like to take a laugh break because you know Tony and I. Ugh, look, I keep going back to Tony. Chulo, man, and I can get really you know serious when we get into these thoughts and like, hmm, let's find some thought-provoking, sure. you know, provocative things and break it down and try to get some solutions. But every now and then we got to do a little laugh break. So this is mm-hmm. something else that was going on during the pandemic and even now. So check this out. Naja. Naja. Oh, can you shut up? I'm trying to make a TikTok. What? You're not even my mom anyway. Wait, baby, we're joking. What? We're just joking. Y'all gotta stop playing. Oh boy. Did you clean your room? These challenges. This is what you call a challenge. Not well, not not just little man. You don't keep watching. Mama Wait, no, I told you to clean it earlier. Kayla, no, you shut up. It was a joke. <laughs> hey, some of these ended real fast, right? And they had to, right? So yeah, pandemic caused you to sit down and think, hmm, I need to have some other options, got to get make more money, got to save better, but also birthed a lot of these silly, silly challenges. One being, we're going to record our family secretly, right? And we're going to have the kid tell the mom, shut up, and just to see the dad's reaction. Man, that's a dangerous game they were playing, boy. Man, yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't get all this challenge stuff, man. It, it, people crazy, you know what I mean? <laughs> people crazy. Teachers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Look, my wife chuckles in. I'm like, look, man, please, pretty please, do not. Make yeah, sure man. <laughs> what if you don't stop me? What if I didn't right, hear man. you saying the joke? You know what I mean? Oh, man. You like you see how a couple of, like the dad, the first one who spit his water out. And he set his mm-hmm. phone by the liquid. You know, that's not a person in their right mind. Yeah. In moment. <laughs> yeah. He spit yeah. liquid on the table. They put the phone on the table. He, like, he don't even care about the phone. Man. Yeah. Man, people don't understand that. People think you can just poke people and they're just going to be normal. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, leave people alone. <laughs> I know, man. And look, to update the crate challenge, they were begging people to stop doing it, right? Because it was causing so many injuries. Like, I mean, yeah, man. Gracious. When I saw the baby do it, dog, that was just, that was out of line. No, you had look, the baby, not to be confused with the baby, right? Right, not that name. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, going through it, man. Oh, yeah, man. so if you join us, we're talking about getting yourself going. Um, you know, we haven't done this in a while, right? If you, If anybody in the audience has a good story or maybe a good tactic, you know, how do you get yourself going? All right, just click the link right there. Popping up. Boom. To my Facebook viewers especially. But yeah, this link right here. Click it. Follow the prompts. You can come on with us and chit-chat before we get up out of here. But yeah, man, I, I love the idea of, one, making a plan, right? Mm-hmm. We oftentimes, you know, don't really plan our day. 
I've been talking with another boy of mine, you know, which man, I need to call that dude. So I've been slacking, you know, he's trying to reach out and I've just kind of been in wherever I go. Right. But what he talks, what we were talking about was uh, this tactic that we got, which is planning out your day, how you think your day should go, you know, kind of asking yourself the question, like if I were to have a perfect day, right. How would that look? And then literally write it down, put it in your phone, whatever, you know, plan the day out. So that way you're doing it doesn't feel so much as, oh, here I go. Got to take these kids over here. Got to do this for myself and my business and all this stuff. It really turns up. It really turns out that, you know, you feel better about it. It's like a mental jujitsu, right? It's a trick, you know, because you're not just following this rigorous schedule that you just have to do. Like, no, this is what I plan to do, right? So, you know, any kind of tactic like that, man, see if y'all can share that in the comments. Come on and talk with us. But, Mr. Rich, you know, you got your music thing. You know, talk to me about a time where maybe that didn't work. Like, what did you do instead? Hmm. Times that, well, you know, uh, it's it's not a definite, you know what I mean? And uh, sometimes you just got to sit in it, man. Sometimes you got to deal with it. And sometimes you got to deal with it until you realize it's not going to kill me one way or another, you know. Um, I either need to be left alone at that point in time or uh, or find somebody to talk to. You know, I got I got a couple friends and thank God we could talk to each other and be real with each other, you know, and that that that's a big, big help. It's a big, big help when you have people that you can talk to. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sugarcoat shit. You can just be real and just have a conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Um, for my for my mental health and my stability, uh, that's a big big thing. That's important for me to be able to just talk when I need to talk. You know. Um, so you know, having a couple friends like that, you know, um, has definitely helped. Um, I got I got dogs. Um, dealing with them helps mm -hmm. because I can remember that no matter what I've ever done, felt, said, thought, <laughs> these motherfuckers love me as soon as right. I show up. <laughs> like, you, hey, know. you good? You good? All right, come on. Throw this right. ball. Let's, let's get it going. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, I got so a few goatees. You know what I mean? My sons, you know, mm -hmm. my sons have never shunned me, never turned me away. You know what I mean? So uh, I go to my go-tos, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Music I listen to has never stopped me from, you know what I mean? Uh, feeling a certain way or, or never added to anything. Uh, my children always, you know, because I can look at them and remember what everything is for. And then I know that they're always going to be behind me one way or another, you know. Um, and just, you know, just having some people I could talk to when I need to talk, you know. I like I like trying to figure out the balance of them, you know. Like you talk, like I, I go through the same thing. I'm sure people out there do too. Click the link if you want to come on and join us. But yeah, the idea that there are times I need to be left alone. There are times I need somebody to kind of push me. There's times I need to talk to somebody. 
sometimes it's just, you know, like you talked about, like throwing on some music, man, just anything to get yourself going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know for me, it's, it's routine. If I am planning, and I tried this experiment with my girls too, you know, you know I'm getting, I'm one of those people where I see something, I'm getting on them. Uh, you know, they're 16 and 12. It was like, hey, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. And uh, my wife stopped me one time. It was like, you know, that's a that's a pretty bad way to start start a day. Yeah, I said, you know, what do you mean? Hey, what's up? Who that podcast? Keon, Miss Richard. Hello, hello, man. We just <laughs> anyway. I gotta do better shouting people out, man. Help me out. But but yeah, trying to get my girls going, and you know, my wife told me that's a bad way for them to start their day. I'm saying, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, they're not doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, you know it and handle it and come up with a plan on how they can be successful the next day. And it, like, blew my mind. I mean, it blew my mind. Like, these simple things. Like, yeah, it's 7.30 in the morning. It's 6.30 in the morning. You know, now's not the time to be, you know, lecturing them as that I, as I'm taking them to school. You know what I mean? Like, they got yeah. enough to deal with their school. But we yeah. get home, hey, let's talk about this morning. When y'all yeah. run late. I run late. Yeah. You know, when I run late, I got to stay over more. When I stay over, I pick y'all up later. When I pick y'all up later, you're off your game, you know, and just kind of went through the whole domino mm-hmm. of, or snowball effect, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. But what that did was then I allowed them to talk and, you know, tell me about, you know, why you struggle getting up or, you know, what can we do to help? And right. it was really fruitful. They actually had a lot to say when I decided to shut up a little bit and listen, right? Yeah. And what came out of that was like, all right, let's take showers the night before. Great. We can do that. All right, let's get clothes ready the night before. Great. You don't want your homework? Pack your Chromebooks, your mask, and your backpacks in the car right away. Great. Right. Then the next day is so smooth. You know, I had to fight that feeling of like, man, why didn't I do that before? Instead of celebrating, hey, we did this as a team, and it's better. So let's keep doing better, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, my my, yeah, I, I'm not really the, you know, I don't, but I don't, I don't go against them, you know. I know that planning is the right thing to do, but that ain't my thing, you know. Wife does right. all the planning stuff. I don't, I don't. <laughs> that's not my thing. I don't like to to feel like. Uh, I don't know. There's. If I have, I, I guess I don't like too many plans at one time. Generally, yes. you already got a plan. And when somebody else brings a plan, you already got one. Kind of like, hmm, I'm in the middle of this, you know. And you want me to execute that? And I'm still doing this. Right, you know? right. I can't really. Uh, I'm not good at that. So she handles the the planning. I just execute shit the best I can, one at a time. But isn't that a plan? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's it, better it with the plan stuff. So. planned it to be that way. You know, right. me personally, I know I'm not good at plans. So when it comes mm. to plans, I just let her do it, you know. Right. And it's not necessarily that that was the plan. It's that I know you're better at it than me. Mm. You know but that's I mean? communicating, though, right? It, it has, that was a blind spot for me. My wife works in banking. She comes home and does a bunch of spreadsheets for fun, right? That's something she enjoys. So, yeah, you know, paying the bills and all that kind of stuff and the budget and saving and all of that, right? She's a Mm -hmm. Southern woman. She loves cooking. One of those kick you out the kitchen. 
Um, mm-hmm. But the blind spot that I had was just assuming alone, you know, that, okay, she handles all that stuff because she's better. I'll do X, Y, Z because, you know, I'm, you know, have an aptitude for that. But her coming to me and feeling overwhelmed because, you know, sometimes I want you to do this and step up here and there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I just assumed, hey, man, you're brilliant mm-hmm. at that. I'm not so much. That's your mm-hmm. job now, you know. But yeah, so yeah, you, gotta... you think like that because vice versa. If I know, oh, I'm good at this, and you're not, I'm not even gonna talk to you about it. She's gonna do that, right. you know what I mean? Because right. Right. I'm taking it off of your shoulders, out of your way, alleviating it as a problem. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. that's just how I feel. But you know, right. one thing that I'm learning is just because I feel some kind of way or I think something or. Mm-hmm. I feel this is logical. It does not mean that's what's going on with anybody else anywhere. You right. know but I mean? that's where the come the communication comes in with your partner, with your kids. You know, like even for them, my 16-year-old later on telling me that like, you know, I didn't realize like it was such a delicate schedule, you know. I thought, I mean, she knew that I said, hey, we'd be leaving the house by 6:30. And like, yeah, but she didn't think about why. Right. And, you know, she appreciated me giving her the opportunity to talk about it and then listening to me and saying, well, here's my why. Right. And her being like, oh, shoot. Right. That's why you were late picking me up. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I had to spend some more hours because you were late leaving the house. You know what I mean? But that communication with your coworkers, with communication is huge, man. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about that old movie, What About Bob? You know, baby stepping. How can we make these small little adjustments to our day to day to get ourselves going to be better, right? But I don't know. That's what you know. I, I was half unprepared, half you know had some stuff on my chest. That's how we came up with this topic. But uh, we really appreciate all y'all support, man. Even though Jay Z little slacks quite a bit. <laughs> Hey man, Spotify. We all together. You know what I mean? Ain't no, ain't no perfection in this thing. Um, yeah. And I, if there is, you know, we just started, so we're gonna pay our dues. We ain't looking to be perfect today, but we are looking to be honest. And right, if that's man. What doing, you know, as a viewer, uh, join us. You know what I mean? It's just some honest conversations. Just, some, just some black guys, black men. You know, having honest conversations. You know. It's funny you said that, my main man Keon's joining us. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I hear you. I'm listening to y'all talk, man. I want to get in there and kind of chime in a little bit, if that's all right with y'all. Please, Thank please, you, brother. For sure. Okay. So, we're so, talking so, about getting ourselves together and some tactics and, and things that we do, you know, how our success, our failures, right? And then how we kind of put it all together mindset and in action so right. i guess we'll kick it to you mr hopkins man I, what are some things that you know you find yourself kind of slacking in it could be depression or whatever but what are some tactics or what are some things that you do to get yourself going uh i would definitely say uh trying to stay away from trying to i guess compete with other people mm. That's a good one. Because, mm-hmm. because I think that sometimes people are on social medias and using social medias and thinking that this is the standard of where you need to be 
with your life and you're not keeping up with that. So that makes you feel as if like you're not uh, just, just like creating a false depression. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You know, just because you're inside your own lane and the way that the speed that your life moves doesn't mean that you're not staying consistent with everybody else with the moves what they're making with their life because what they because you don't know what those people are are doing with their lives and that's okay right but you but you also gotta remember to stay inside your lane and stay humble and appreciate what you do have and not what you don't have absolutely you know absolutely appreciate your appreciate you joining us man i want you to hang out in the back room for a little bit yeah, I'll hang out for a little. Yeah, man. Call in, huh? Oh, sorry. Right. About that. Yeah. So as Paco writes in with, um, you know, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, that's what he was talking about, right? Absolutely. And we've hit on it a little bit, you know, about how we just kind of, we do this thing where we need to put our heads down. First of all, t- aim at something. We all need to be aiming at something. Once you have that aim, put your head down, do the work little by little, and you you know until you get to it. And then it's about creating something else. But that needs to come from within, right? If you're a single person, you need to be worried about your goals alone, right? If you have a significant other, then it becomes about you and wifey's goals, then kids, you, wifey, and kids, and so on and so forth, however far you want to take that. So appreciate that, Mr. Hawkins. Man, look, as usual, Mr. Rich, Give you the last word before we get out of here. Mr. Hopkins, don't go anywhere, though. No doubt, no doubt, man. All right, man. Uh, once again, man, it's been another uh, Urban Academia. We, we appreciate y'all tuning in and uh, conversating with us. And it's just an uh, honest conversation that we're having. Uh, we will be back. We will have more conversation for you. Uh, love, man. Love. Um Keep your mind in order, man. Whatever whatever it takes for you to keep your mind in order, keep your mind in order. And we love you, and we'll see you next week. Sleep.